Welcome to Hope Assembly of God Online. We believe no matter the journey, there is always hope. This is a recording of our live Sunday sermon, unedited, uncut, real. Good morning again. Love being able to come and share with you guys again this morning. It's always uh, a shame when pastor's not able to be here, but I'm sure he's happy to be able to enjoy some much-needed time off. Uh, he does so much around here, and uh, we're just glad. I'm glad I'm able to give him a break from time to time. So, uh, we are going to be in Matthew chapter three this morning, and we are going to be talking about water baptism. Now, the the main part of the message is going to be in verses number thirteen through seventeen, but I'm going to start in verse 1 and 2. And I don't know if you've ever heard, the title of my message this morning is, The Water's Fine. The Water's Fine. And I don't know if you've ever heard the, the idiom, come on in, the water's fine. Uh, it's a phrase that is used to encourage someone to jump in uh, to doing something that you're already in doing. Uh, when you're already in the water, usually you'll see this. Uh, you'll have somebody in there and uh, they're, they're, they're trying to encourage somebody else to come in. Uh, to kind of show them that everything's going to be okay and that what they're going to be doing is, is good and enjoyable. You're already in the water. Uh, usually you, you go to a lake or you go to a pool or something and people are wondering, like, is it too cold or something? You know, somebody jump in, they'll swim around for a second and then they'll be like, hey, come on in. The water's fine. It's great. Uh, we're having a good time here. And so um, it's a way of kind of saying it's safe. Come on in and you're going to enjoy this. Well, this week we're going to look at Jesus' water baptism and what we as believers can learn from it. Jesus has so much to teach us through his word. And again, we're going to be in Matthew chapter 3 today. We're going to look first, we're going to begin uh, this morning by looking at the meaning of water baptism, the meaning behind water baptism. Matthew chapter 3, verse 1 and 2 says, In those days John the Baptist came... To the Judean wilderness and began preaching. His message was, repent of your sins and turn to God, for the kingdom of heaven is near. Heavenly Father, we're so grateful for your word today, and I just ask that you would please speak through me and help me to be able to share your message with your people today. Help them to understand what it is that you would teach them. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. So there are two kinds of water baptism we, or there are two kinds of baptism that we really see in the Bible. Um, there's some places where there's other things that are hinted at, but the, the really actually in motion and, and being carried out, there's two kinds of baptisms we see in Scripture. And they're both done in a similar fashion, but they have slightly different meanings. So the first thing we see is John's baptism. John's baptism. Now, John's baptism refers to the baptisms that were performed by John the Baptist or one of his uh, disciples that followed him around. Um, and it was a baptism of repentance. In fact, in, in, in verse number 11 of this chapter, it says, I baptize with water those who repent of their sins and turn to God. It was for those who had decided to, uh, in their heart, to reject the sinful ways, the ways that they had been going they, they got to a point, they came out, they heard John speaking, they heard that he was preparing the way of the Messiah, and they came out to hear him, and they said, oh man, we realize we've been messing up, 
We realize we've been doing some things wrong, and we, we want to go in the right direction. We want to stop what we've been doing and, and start to move in the right way again. And so John would say, hey, come on in. We're going to baptize you, and, and, and it's, it's, it's going to be a symbolic thing of your sins kind of being washed away and, and you deciding to turn toward the Lord. Um, one commentator actually says, John's baptism was a call for men to take a stand and to become identified with the life of repentance and righteousness. See, John would baptize people as an outward sign of something that was taking place in their hearts. Uh, and, and he would baptize them by dunking them completely underwater. Completely underwater. That's the way that we see it done in Scripture. That's the way we see John doing it here uh, in, in this verse as well. But there was another type of baptism. There's a Christian baptism as well. So John had his uh, uh, you know, disciples that would follow him around. They would be learning from him. He would be teaching them and doing different things. They would be baptizing people. There would be tons of people who would come from all over the place to come hear John speak, to be baptized by him in the Jordan River. And then uh, at some point, we see John kind of fade off, and you see Jesus come onto the scene and his followers, and they would baptize people as well. And that was what I would refer to as Christian baptism. Now, Christian baptism is kind of a continuation of John's baptism almost. Um, but it adds a little something in there that's just a little different. It still has the same elements. All right, so uh, it's being fully immersed in water as an outward sign of an inward repentance. Now, this is important because I, I don't want you guys to miss this. When we're, when we're water baptized, all right, we have something back here behind all this stuff. We have a baptismal tank. It's just a big open room. You can actually go in around the side there or around this side here and you'd be able to see it. Uh, it's a tile floor and all that. We have water fills up in there. We have a nice heater. Glory to God. That warms up all the water in there and, and it's nice and warm and clean and good. And, and when you come in to be baptized, what it is, is you're, you're saying, I'm dying to my old self, the sinful self, and I want to be reborn and kind of walking in the right way with God now. I'm rejecting the sinful things that I used to do, and now I want to come and I want to serve the Lord. And that's what water baptism is. And so it's a symbolic thing. You know, we have communion. You know, you have some juice and you have a little wafer. And we take those and we do that once a month and we try to remember Jesus' sacrifice for us. The wafer is a symbol. It represents the suffering that Jesus had to go through for us. And then the juice is representative. It's a symbol of his blood. And so we, we drink that and it, it's, it reminds us that we are washed over in, um, by the blood of Jesus. Him shedding his blood means that we can have forgiveness of sins. And so we remember that he suffered for us and then we remember that our sins can be washed away. Well, Jesus also said that he wanted us to be water baptized. And what water baptism is, is it's symbolic of dying, right? So you have a person, and they're there, and they're lowered down into the water. All that sinful old nature, it's lowered down like they're being buried. And then it comes up out of the water like a new person, new creation, uh, you're, you, you actually, as the water's coming off, you kind of get a sense of like your old sinful ways are just kind of being washed away. It's symbolic. 
Jesus already does that. It's an internal thing inside of our hearts, but it's something that he wants us to do as believers because he wants us to, to, to have that declaration that we are now going to serve the Lord. And, and that's what we see happening here. Um, when we receive baptism, we always do it in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The reason we do that is because that's how we're told to do it in the Bible. Jesus, one of the last things he said before he left to his apostles, the people who were following him, he said, I want you to go into all the nations and, and make disciples. And then the very next thing he says, this is the Great Commission. This is what he says, hey, this is what you're going to be doing until I come back. All right? The very next line he says is, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey all that I have commanded, and surely I'm with you until the very end of the age. Right? So Jesus says, I want you to baptize people. People who come to follow me need to be getting baptized. He says, and you do it in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. So when you come up, all this stuff would be gone, pool of water back there. You would usually set up, there's like your beginning part of the service, then we'll have people go out who are going to be getting water baptized. They go off, kind of get changed and get ready. And then they come up and they go into the, 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 the pool, for lack of a better term, back here. And, and, you know, a pastor or two pastors might be in there. And then we lower them down, baptize them, they come up, we say, or we ask them a couple questions. You know, have you accepted Jesus as your Savior? You know, do you plan on living for him? Those kind of things. And then they say yes, and then you baptize them. And they go down, they come up. And we say, in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, when you baptize them. We do that because that's how we're told to do it in Scripture. Uh, which brings us to our main section for today, where we find Jesus coming to be baptized, which is kind of interesting. So just a little further down in verse number 13 and 14, it says this. Now, I got to start, I got to preface this by saying, Jesus did not need to be baptized. And we're going to take a look at this right now. <clears throat> verse number 13, it says, Then Jesus went from Galilee to the Jordan River to be baptized by John. But John tried to talk him out of it. I am the one who needs to be baptized by you, he said. So why are you then coming to me? So here we find Jesus and John kind of going back and forth. It's always interesting when you see somebody kind of arguing with Jesus a little bit <laughs> in Scripture. Uh, you're never, never going to win that argument, right? So we see, uh, we see John's there. He's been baptizing. He's been preparing. He's been uh, helping people to get ready. And then we see this little back and forth. And John's saying, you don't need to be baptized. Uh, the scripture makes it clear that Jesus lived without sin. He did not sin. His entire life, he's the only person who has ever been born, lived an entire life, well, 33 years of a life, and then been crucified. And all that time, he lived without sin that whole time. Never once did anything wrong. And we're actually told this in the Old Testament. We're told it in the New, you know, it alludes to it in the New Testament. We hear it. And in fact, in 1 Peter chapter 2, it says, He never sinned, nor ever deceived anyone. And somehow John realizes that this person standing in front of him is a sinless man. Now, we don't know all that John knew in that moment, right? Did he fully understand who Jesus was? Did he have an idea? We're not sure. But what we know is, Jesus comes to him and he says, you should be baptizing me. 
what do you mean you're here to be baptized? And it's because John realized my baptism is a baptism of repentance. Jesus had nothing to repent of. He hadn't done anything wrong. And so John's saying, hey, I've done wrong. I've done things that are bad. You should be dunking me. And Jesus says, no, 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 no. We got to do this. We got to do this to fulfill all righteousness. Um, which begs the question, why? If, if John's baptism was a baptism of repentance, why did Jesus need to be baptized if he hadn't done anything wrong? And the reason he did it is because he wanted to be obedient to his father. We're told in the very next verse here, verse number 15, it says, but Jesus said, it should be done for we must carry out all that God requires. So John agreed to baptize him. So Jesus comes, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I gotta get baptized. John's like, no, 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 no. Jesus is like, yes, this needs to happen because this is what my father wants done. There was nothing requiring him to do it, um, but it was something that the father wanted him to do. And that was all that Jesus needed. Now, Jesus' baptism was a very important moment in history. A lot comes out of, of Jesus' baptism. Um, God would use Jesus' baptism as the launching point for Jesus' public ministry and as a way of, uh, for him to reveal himself to his followers. All that is done right there at his baptism. It would serve as an example for, for all those who would come in the future, all of us, we can look back, we say, hey, Jesus was baptized. If he was willing to do it, why wouldn't I do it as well? He didn't even need it. He's asking me to do it. Well, I should do it too. He's not asking me to do anything he hasn't already done. And it would also be the completion of the life's work of John the Baptist. John, uh, kind of, this is his big moment. He had been born, he had lived his whole life uh, under a Nazarite vow, very strict things and stuff like that, always wanting to serve the Lord, always wanting to do what he wants. He would come on, he was preaching, telling people, pointing them to God, saying, you need to turn to the Lord. And he did all those things. And he said he was coming to prepare the way for the Messiah. So Jesus' baptism is the arrival of the Messiah. This is when he comes on the scene and says, all right, it's now my turn to start getting ready for this, right? And he comes out, and you actually see John's ministry kind of fade away after this point. He actually ends up in prison not too long after this. And so this was the big culmination of his ministry. This also gave Jesus strength. He goes right from his baptism off into the 40 days in the wilderness to be tested and tempted by the devil. And so he has this moment of strengthening right before he goes out to face all of that at his water baptism. But all of that isn't why Jesus came to be baptized that day. He came simply to honor his father and do what God asked him to do. That's why he showed up that day. That's why Jesus comes and he says, no, no, we got to do it. We got to do it. You're right in saying that I don't need it but I got to do it because this is what God wants me to do. This is what the Father has told me needs to happen. And this is what I'm going to do. Now, Jesus didn't need to be baptized, but we do need to be baptized. 
A little further down in verse 16 and 17, it says, After his baptism, as Jesus came up out of the water, the heavens were open, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and settling on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my dearly loved Son, who brings me great joy. Every Christian must be baptized. Every person who claims to follow Jesus, everyone who truly repents for all that they have done wrong and seeks forgiveness, and every person who looks to bring God joy must be baptized. God was pleased with Jesus for many things, I'm sure. But what we're told here is that God was pleased and he found joy in Jesus because Jesus was being obedient to him. The thing that God wanted him to do, Jesus said, God, if you're the one who wants me to do it, I'm going to do it. Now, Jesus, bigger theological picture, is God, right? He's equal to God. You have God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, right? All equal. So he doesn't have to do anything, right? But he chose to be obedient to the Father because he knew that that was the right thing. If the only one who has ever lived and the only one who has ever lived a perfect life was baptized so that we would have his example to follow, then we need to follow it. We need to follow his example. After all, that is what it means to be a Christian. It means to be a Jesus follower. That's why we're here. Why do we get out of bed on the NFC Championship Sunday when there's a football game to be played and we should all be focused on that, right? Yes, we can all enjoy that game later. But today, why do we get up it's actually a nice day today. It's kind of warm out there. But there's been some cold days, there's rainy days. There's whatever. Why do we get up out of our nice warm beds, dry, toasty, and come out on a Sunday morning to come to a building with a bunch of other people, pandemics and all this other craziness going on? Why do we do that on a Sunday morning? It's because we want to let God know that we love him. We're grateful for him coming into our lives and that we want to be obedient to him. The Bible tells us to gather together. It tells us to come around our brothers and sisters in the Lord. It's because it strengthens us. It, help us, it helps us to grow. And so God uh, wants us to come, and we look to come and be obedient to him. And water baptism is one of those ways in which anybody who actually wants to serve the Lord needs to be obedient to the Lord. Now, there are all kinds of reasons for people to not be baptized, or to not want to be baptized, I should say. Um, you could be afraid of water. I have seen this. I have seen this. Uh, there was a baptismal service I was at one time. Uh, I was, we kind of had a, a tank that was in front of the, the altar there, and we'd fill it with water. It was a removable one and stuff like that. People would come up, and they'd get into the tank, and it had like a little foot area, and then it had like a higher area for the back, so they'd be laid down into it, and then we'd bring it back up. And I was there, and I was holding the microphone for the people as they just share a little something like, oh, I just want to serve the Lord and stuff like that. And uh, I'm sitting there, and this one lady comes up, 
And she's getting into the thing. And she's just shaking. And she's like, you know, and she gets it. She's terrified. You could tell she's terrified of the water. And it's not like a deep lake. You can see the bottom of the thing. It's right here. But she's terrified, for whatever reason, of the water. And I'm like, and I remember thinking, like, wow. That's commitment. She was terrified of water, which we can all think is silly. But for her, that water was scary. And she was willing to do the scary thing because she wanted to be obedient to God. And so she was water baptized. There are people who might um, not like being in front of other people. It's not easy to be up here. It's much easier to be back there against the wall <laughs> in the chairs, right? It's, it's, it's hard for some people to be up here. Uh, and, and we don't ask people to come up very often. You know, it, it, occasionally, if somebody has a testimony or something, we'll try it. But, um, or a special event or something. But usually, if you're a person who doesn't like, my wife does not like being up here. So we do a lot to not ask my wife to come up here. <laughs> she can support from over there. And she's probably horrified that I'm pointing her out over there. Right? And so, you know, she, you know, she's not the upfront person. And so she does, you know, but she was water baptized. She came up in front of people and spoke for a second or two, just saying, I just want to honor God. That's why I'm here. And then she was water baptized. She actually was water baptized when Joseph was in her stomach. So they both got baptized together. That was a very special day. Very special day. Um, same day I got baptized. We started serving the Lord, early 20s, decided to get baptized. It was good, good day, good time. Sidetrack. Anyway, <laughs> you might not like being in front of people, but you can do it for the Lord. We won't ask you to say much. You could just say, hey, this isn't really my thing. Let me just come up, say one or two words, and we'll do it. And we'll be like, we understand that. But it's important to make that dedication and take that step of faith or, and obedience to the Lord. And there's also people who, and this is, this is the saddest one to me. There's people who are probably embarrassed, embarrassed that they've never done it before. Because I'm sure there's probably somebody who's been serving the Lord for decades. You know, hey, I'm on the worship team. I help out with the kids minute. I have whatever, whoever it is, right? There's probably somebody there who's been serving the Lord for like a billion years, and they come and they're like, well, it would be embarrassing for me to admit that I'd never been water baptized. I'll tell you today, don't let that stop you. Don't let that stop you. The act of being obedient to the Lord is so much more important than any of that. And I tell you that as a, as a person who serves the Lord, as someone who's been water baptized, it's such an encouragement to me to see somebody come up and to be water baptized. It's a wonderful thing that's part of the life of the church, to see people come in and serving the Lord and, and, and being obedient to him. Um, for all the reasons, though, that there are not to be water baptized. The one that is the bigger than all of them 
And the reason that you should do it, the reason that you must be water baptized is because that's what God wants you to do. It's what God wants us to do. How can we say that we're following the Lord if we don't do the first thing he asks us to do? Um, it's important. It's important. It's so important for us. In fact, he wanted us to be able to be baptized so bad that he sent his son to give his life for us so that we would have the opportunity to honor him by being water baptized. Because that's what we're really doing. We're saying, Lord, I want to honor you. I want to do what you're calling me to do. You know, it's something we don't think about probably a lot in the United States. But there are places still in this world where making that choice to become water baptized is literally a life and death decision. There's places where you deciding that you're going to be baptized could be a death sentence. It will cause your friends, your family uh, to turn on you and to try to take your life. Here's a, uh, a BBC News Online article from 2008. It says this, Sophia, which is not her real name, faced similar pressure when she decided to become a Christian. Coming from a Pakistani background, but living in East London, 28-year-old Sophia spoke about the extreme cultural pressure her family put her under. They kept saying, the punishment is death. You know the punishment is death, right? In the end, Sophia ran away from home. Her mother tracked her down and turned up at her baptism. I got up to get baptized. That's when my mother got up, ran to the front, and tried to pull me out of the water. My brother was really angry. He reacted and, and phoned me on the mobile and just said, I'm coming down to burn that church. There's places in the world where people, where water baptism and saying, I'm going to identify with Jesus, has so much more attached to it. Yet even in these places, people are still choosing to accept Jesus Christ and identify with him through water baptism. If they're willing to do it, how can we not? As we prepare to close today, I believe that God would remind us that he, he loves us and has given his son for us. He has provided a way for us to receive eternal life. And he has also provided us a wonderful example of someone who honors God in baptism. For those here today who have never been baptized, I believe Jesus would say to you today, come on in, the water's fine. If he's willing to do it, then we should be also. Won't you pray with me? Heavenly Father, I thank you for all those who have gathered here this morning to be a part of your service, to come out and to say, we love you, Lord, and we want to honor you. I pray that you would be with each one of us. Help those who were baptized long ago to be encouraged in knowing that they're being obedient to the will of God and that they're serving you and 
and that you find joy in that, Lord. And for those who have not yet taken that step, Lord, I pray that you would give them the strength that they need. It's not easy to stand in front of everyone, especially when you don't like standing in front of anyone. And I just pray that you would help them to have the strength that they need to to accept your direction in this, Lord, and to choose to follow you in the way that you should be followed. Be with them, we pray, Lord. Give them strength today. Let us all leave this place stronger than when we came in, Lord. We love you and we're so grateful for all you do. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to Hope Online Podcast. For more information about Hope Assembly of God, go to www.godgivesyouhope.com or download our app in the App Store.